Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of Radio 4's Down the Line with me, Gary Bellamy. New government legislation announced last year is supposed to help with the care of old people. But do we really care? Statistics released last week say that old people are actually up by nearly 70%. I mean, do we actually need so many old people? I think the only people who actually make any money out of old people are hat makers. Call in and let us know what you think. 0800 068 7060. Now, maybe you've had a problem with a company not honouring a guarantee or, or your local council has changed the parking regulations or, or your girlfriend's put your brand new iPhone, which you went all the way to America to buy, in the wash. Thanks, Michaela. What can you do about it? Who do you complain to? How do you get compensation? Well, later on, we've got Bill Thomas coming in and he's an expert on consumer rights. So give him a call and hopefully he'll be able to sort you out on 0800 068 7060 or email us on downtheline at bbc.co.uk. We're here to help. Now, here's one. Michaela and I went down to Hampshire at the weekend to visit some friends and we were pootling along this country lane when a boy racer came round the corner way too fast and smashed into us. Now, I'm not prejudiced, but people in the countryside do seem to behave differently to normal people. There are something like ten times more accidents on country roads than there are on urban roads. Now, is it just because country people are bored with life or is it something else? Ring in and tell me what you think, even if you are from the countryside, and I promise not to laugh at your funny accents. Right, um, I've got Pete Taylor on the phone. Hello, Pete. Hello, there you go. I just, I'm just ringing in. You're talking about you had a, um, a smash-up in the countryside. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I, I've got a theory about this, about the way they drive in the country. Uh, shall I tell it to you? Well, yes. You said you were going round the corner and this, this young fella came round the wrong side of the road, smashes into you. That's correct. Well, you see, what I think is that people in the countryside, they're driving very fast... They know that the other people in the, in the countryside are driving too fast as well, you see. So they're coming around the corner on the wrong mm. side of the road. Their assumption is anyone coming the other way, they're also going to be on the wrong side of the road. They'll both be on the wrong side of the, the road and they'll miss each other, you see. <laughs> Thanks very much, Pete. OK, we're going to go to Janet Stothermere now, who wants to talk about the problems of shopping in the countryside. Hello, Gary. I hope you're well. Hello, Janet. What I like about the city is that if I want something, I just go out and get it. For example, if I'm cooking something a little bit unusual, you know, I like to cook Delia Smith's Hungarian goulash and you need sour cream for the garnish. So I would go, if I'm living in the countryside, to a shop and I would say, could I have some sour cream? Mm. And they would say, I haven't any. They'd probably also say, what is it? Then I get back in my car, Mm. I go to another shop and I Mm. say, good morning, do you have some sour cream? And they'd say, oh, we've got double cream, we've got single cream, we've got whipping cream. But we haven't any sour cream. I get back in the car, probably travel another 30 miles. I go to (laughs) shop and I said, now, please, Please tell me, put me out of my misery. Do you have any sour cream? Mm. And they say, oh, we had some last week, or we could order mm. it. I don't want my sour cream. Can you have a goulash without uh, sour cream? Replace it with another ingredient to save time? It wouldn't be authentic. What about creme fraiche? Yes, well, I went to the little man in the village. I said, do you have any creme fraiche? He Mm. said, I don't have any creme fraiche. So I got in Mm. the car and I drove 20 miles out to the advice and I said, do you have any creme fraiche? He said, what do you mean, creme fraiche? I said, it's a sort of spicy, tangy, French thickened cream. He said, no, I haven't got it. I've got some ice cream. I said, I'm not interested in ice cream. Thank you. Thanks very much for your call. It's Janet Stothermere there with a massive carbon footprint. Talk about food miles, be quicker to get it from Hungary.
<laughs> OK, let's go to another call now. Brian from York. Hello, Brian. Yes, um, I'm just, it's a great shame that uh, the, the fashion for beards and pipes has gone out. Mm. Yeah, my, my dad had a, a beard, a pipe and a beret. Right. Yes. Yeah. It is a shame the disappearance of, I mean, of the beard and the hat and the pipe. And the beret. Not so much a problem with a beret, but I understand about the hat. When does a hat become a beret? Uh, Think about it. Thanks very much for your call. Or, OK. Thank you. Bye. OK, I'm going to go to Early D now. Hello. Hey, Bellamy, how you doing? How you doing, sir? Large up yourself. Large up. Respect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Respect. Large up. Yeah. Well, you know, listen to this now. You see, now, he's a countryman, right? Yep. I think the country's tush. You understand, right? No. Nope. I'm a man now, like, sometime a weekend. Feel say I take a little roll down with some of my mans and a little bus down. Definitely. Folks, take the bus. Right or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I want to reach down there, man. I feel say the country's tush. Me like that, you know? Mm. Me love it. Me love all them man there with the polos mm. and uh, the red jacket and the bugle and all that business, you know? You like fox hunting? Me I like them style there. I feel like I could roll with that, you know what I mean? You do know that fox hunting games being banned? Them little fox, them too fisty. Them thought to kill them off, you know what I mean? We ain't got enough time for them little things. Them is vermin. Kill them. Kill the foxes. Mash them up them head, you understand, eh? Yeah. But the thing is, right, me feel say country is nice and me love them man there. You see, I love the man now, them going out with things all oity-toity up in the world, you know? I mm. like... What, what you call them, snob. You know, I mean, I like them. But yeah, I like them. But proper man, proper man like, like Prince Charles and, and Lord Bewley's and all them man there. You know, them got Buckridge, innit? Genealogical background. And that's why I me mean, love the country for all that. Right. So you have to stop all them roughneck come and, and, and spile up the things, innit? Are you you n- so that? you're not like a roughneck. What are you? Bellamy. Yeah. You and me could roll the same way. There's a man like you, innit? No, uh, sorry. I, I, I'm, I've kind of lost it. D- d- you are you like the countryside, you like posh people, and you don't like the roughnecks. Listen now, listen now. You're <laughs> using words I've not heard before. A, lo- a lot of mans now, like roughneck, they're going and they're spiling up the countryside. There's about know? five in that last sentence I didn't un- I've never heard before. You know, enough time I go down a Folkestone's Brighton and all them places there, and I feel nice when I come mm. back, you know? that I, That's fine. I got, I got that bit. If you're going to keep the country nice and stush, maybe that for block them rough that come out of Arlesden and try and mash up the thing. Through. That's the bit I don't understand. What does that mean? Well, you know what I mean? They're going down there, they're driving too fast, man, and they're killing up people, and they're, and they're leaving them, them, them rubbish all over the place, and they're just piling it up for the next man, you know? Yeah. Because countryside is stush. It's That's another one I don't understand, thing. stush. Well, it quits, it quits. Oh, I give up. New caller now. I've got Aid from South London. Hello, Aid. Gary. Yeah. This subject you're talking about people driving dangerously in the country. Yes, yeah. Well, yep. that subject was done two months ago by John Gaunt on TalkSport. Well, I mean, well, you're just copying it. Well, now, no, no, just going to show how... Except, well, really, you're not as hard as him, is it? Well, it's an interesting topic that people want to talk about, except obviously. you're not as hard no. hitting as him. Well, to tell you the truth, I, I find him a little bit rude, and we're not like that here on Radio 4. I will say one thing for you, though. At least I got through to your show. I've rung Gaunty, yeah. right? But they never put me through. I've rung him a couple of times, and I've still never got through. At well, least I got through got... to you, mate, so that's off to you for You've that. You've got more switchboards. That's why you would have got through to us. And another thing, girl, yeah. Gaunty's book is blind, and what? I just wondered if you've got oh. one coming out. Well, actually, I know I have got a uh, book coming out. I'm actually writing it right now, nearly finished. It's about my life in broadcasting and all the amazing things I've done. There's a long and interesting section set in Canada. And, of course, there are all the interesting and famous people I've met along the way, like Teresa Gorman. OK, I've got Rosemary Saltash on the line, and she wants to talk about old people. I was wondering when uh, we'd get some calls on this subject. I guess old people aren't so quick at dialing. OK, uh, hello, Rosemary. Gary. Mm-hmm. I'm 
an actress. All right. It's very frightening when you're old and work is hard to come by. You see, Gary, there are so few parts for actresses of my age. Do you, do you think that... I, I can't think of anything more frightening than getting to your age and having everything sort of dry up, because I think acting for women is very much a young person's game. Yes. You know, there's only one or two Judy Denches, the rest of you are, are older. How old yes. are you? Well, you see, it would be professional suicide for me to tell you my age. Are you in your 60s? I can play 60. I really think it's all in the mind age. I really think never tell anybody your age because then they project onto you a whole idea about what that age would represent. Yeah, but what about if a policeman asked your age? Uh, I really think you'd have to answer him then, wouldn't you? A real policeman or a policeman in a script? A real policeman, obviously. Gary? Yeah. It's not just the lack of work which is frightening. Things drying up. The loneliness is frightening. Mm. All my friends are dying. Every week I get a call and some other... Really dying or just dying in films? Ceasing to live, dying. I thought actors went on forever. Like, look at John Gilgood and John well, Mills. He we went until do. he was 106. And of course our memory is a second to none. But we do die eventually, I'm afraid. Yeah. I've always thought, you know, you know, as an older actor, yeah, imagine playing a scene yes. in something where you have to die. I mean, it must yes. be really hard, because you know what? You oh, don't know that you might be dying very, very soon. Oh, it's frightening. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking, because you think of the whole of humanity and the frailness of flesh, and yes, I too will soon be moribund. It's a, it's a bit of a practice, though. At least you can practice. Yes, but it's a little bit of a dance with danger, isn't it? How would you like to die? Well, listen, thanks for your call. It's been lovely to talk to you, because it's nice to talk to an actress. We all think that actors are a bit lovey, but, you know, you, you're, you're almost normal. It's, it's very, very refreshing. Could, could I just say one thing while I'm still on air? While you're still alive? Can I say, Timmy, darling Timmy, hmm? please phone. Thanks, Rosemary. OK, we've got uh, Paul Jones on the phone. Hello, Paul. All right, Gary, it's Jonesy here. Hello, Jonesy. I've got a question for you, Gary. OK, what is it? Gary, hmm? why am I always stuck behind old women in shops who take ages to buy lottery tickets, Gary? Yeah, what is it with them? You do get stuck behind them when they're trying to get the lottery tickets. It's getting right me nerves, Gary. Yeah. And what's the point in old ladies doing the lottery, guy? I mean, well, I don't know, maybe they could, you know, could pass it on to their children or their grandchildren, but they'll probably leave it all to a cat's home or something. See what I'm saying, la? Yeah, let's ban them. Let's ban old people from doing the lottery. Right. Got that sorted? Let's do another call. Hello? Ah, uh, hello. Hello. I believe you are talking about the countryside. That's right. I've got a comment to make upon that in mm. connection with my own job. Okay. As a traffic warden, one of the, the aspects of the job mm. is that a lot of the people in the town yes. are getting very wise to the traffic warden behavior. Okay. And so what we find is that we have to move into the countryside where the people are, I don't want to be rude, but they are slower. Mm. And their, their mental cap- capacity is not so <laughs> sharp. And they, they leave their, uh, all, all of their vehicles all over the place. Also, they are not aware of what we are doing. So we can ticket the tractor, combine harvester, um, the milking machine, all of Hang that. On. They're the, getting ticket. I tell you, the milking in, machine? Huh? Did you say ticket the milking machine? Ticket everything has got wheels, not just the tractor, on all sorts of uh, on, on trucks, even on the. I've done it on a horse before. I'm getting hot and bothered because you make money, you get commissioned by putting tickets on innocent people's tractors it's for the in a farm. Of mankind, one and all. That's why I'm doing it. What? I'm doing it for the benefit of mankind, one and all. Can I ask you a question, Emmanuel? Who, who trained you to be a traffic warden? I'll tell you this. I was trained by the best traffic warden in the world. Is a, a fellow by the name of Basanga 
Bonjonku. This man is the top traffic warden in the world. He is a, he is a genius of traffic right. warden. And that's how I come to be as good as I can. OK, I've got uh, Khalid uh, down the line. Hello, Khalid. What's your point? What is point, countryside? What is point? Well, to, you know, to get away from the big city. Hmm. What is point, city? What is point? Well, it's a place for people to live. What is point, live? <sighs> My guest today is Bill Thomas, who's written a book called Where Do I Stand? Your Rights as a British Citizen. Hello, Bill. Hello. So, Bill, the, the title of your book is fairly self-explanatory, but could you just explain to us uh, what it's all about? You know, you deal with consumer rights, yeah, and uh, legal rights. Political rights, yeah. the whole gamut. OK. I mean, basically, Gary, you have a manual for a car, mm. so you know how to fix it. As a British citizen... You don't have a manual. This is what this is. A manual. Well, we do live in an increasingly complex world, don't we? So uh, when, when things go wrong, we don't always know the best course of action, do we? Well, so the what, thing is, what, as a what... nation, we're terrible at complaining. Mm. And, you know, large corporations, companies, even the corner shop, they now have very tough, highly motivated, highly paid lawyers. Mm. We don't. No. And if we want to hire one, it's going to cost us the earth. Okay, my guest today is Bill Thomas. He's the author of the book Where Do I Stand? And he's going to take your calls on consumer rights issues. And so give him a ring on 0800 068 7060 or email down the line at bbc.co.uk. Okay, um, I've got Graham Downs now through to Bill Thomas. Hello, Graham. Oh. Hello, Graham. Hello to you, Mr. John Thomas. How are you? Hello, are you okay? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. You sound like you're in a coffin. No, I have a, an adenoidal problem. Oh, I'm very sorry. That's what, I'm very sorry. That's what you're referring to. It's okay. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. People can be very cruel. Quite big. I've just said, bringing up a couple of things, actually, Gary. I just want to find out your um, interesting thread about the British countryside. Mm-hmm. And uh, how beautiful England, England's green and pleasant land, gently undulating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, Mr Thomas, but Gary's aware. I'm mm-hmm. quite a big uh, gentleman. And uh, it's very difficult for me to get out of I'm not very, sure. I'm not the most mobile of people, you know. And I'm a great fan of the countryside. I really am. I uh, you know, really would like to appreciate its beauty firsthand, but I've never actually seen it, in, you know, in situ. I won't, obviously, I've, you know, seen it on the telly and I've heard mm. people talking about it. One day I really would like to go there. There must be a bit of countryside near. You can get yeah, out I some... Mean, I, get, well, I angle the mirror at a certain point. I, I see I can see the blue skies. I mean, there are trees and that, but, um, you know, it's an urban environment, really, that I live in. Not, mm. Or suburban, I suppose. Anyway, a new town here, actually, Harlow is. But funnily enough, a lot of it is not that new, going. No. Well, Hollow old town, you see. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I find the moving on. You know, sort of talking to your uh, consumer rights there, John Thomas. Hello. I just was, hello there. Well, I live with my mother, and um, we recently purchased a, well, a machine. I got a what they call a cross training machine. It's very right. expensive, actually. Right. But I, managed, I picked one up on eBay, mm. and um, I won't tell you how much it cost, but it was in my pockets are not that deep. But mm. I did make, I saved up enough to buy. Anyway, I'll get, I'll get on with the call. I'm a little bit too on the, very on the large side of it. So, so my mother, yes. she was trying it out for me. Right. And she injured her knee very right. badly. So I just wondered what I could do about that. But the, the, the thing is, uh, Bill... Who's to blame? The, the person he bought the, the machine from. Gary, are you Eve. talking to me now? Well, I'm talking, the, talking, I'm talking to, to John Thomas. I'm talking to Bill, Bill Thomas. We, I'm, well, we're, oh, we're well, all included in this oh, conversation. Sorry. I said, is the gentleman's name Bill Thomas? 
Yes, yeah. not John. No, so who's John? Who, who would you blame? Is it the person you bought it from eBay for selling a faulty uh, machine or the actual manufacturer? The last link the... in the chain. Yeah, I mean, if you start trying to get back, get back, get back to you end up going to Hong Kong trying to find the guy that initially moulded the, the Plastic, screws. Yeah. You've got to get the last person, right. the, the last point of human contact. Uh-huh. Do you have an address for the vendor? Well, I've got it on eBay. I've got, I've got a record of the address somewhere, yes. So you know where he lives? Well, there are a number of things you can do. Uh, You can ring up and threaten him and say, Oi, bucko. I'll write that down. Oi, bucko. Or just literally drive down to his house and heave the thing back through his window. Oh, I see. Let's make a point. Yeah. Because if I was being scrupulously honest, it was my mother's fault. She Mm. she set about the machine to the wrong one. She had her feet up where you should have your hands, and she had her hands on the foot foot area. And she's 73, you know, and she can't. You know, she's not agile enough to do... So, I don't know, a gymnast might have been able to work with it that way, man, but... I don't think it's going to be like this. Is she OK now? She's all right, you know, but at the time, there was a little bit of... She was confused. Yeah. She wondered who I was. Well, you could try threatening your mother with legal action. She's probably got something squirreled away. You get it off her quick. I wouldn't want to alienate her too much. She wouldn't bring me up my sugar puffs. Yeah, it's not uh, nice to see you, Mum. Yeah. Well, thanks, Graham. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. But thank you to the gentleman, Mr Thomas. That's OK. Hope thank your you. mum gets better. Thank you very much. Bye, Graham. Bye-bye. OK, we're going to go down the line now. Uh, who's there? Hello? Mandy. Hello, Mandy. What's Hi, your Mandy. Question? Hello. Yeah, I had a really bad experience on holiday, and I wanted to know what my rights are, really. Right. Went on holiday, went to a and b looked lovely in the brochure, and it was really disappointing, and my family... We had a rotten time, really. And I said to the company, we're really disappointed. Looks so much nicer. And they said, sorry, people love it normally. They just weren't having it, you know. What exactly were the problems? It just didn't look like it looked in the picture. Mary, do you have access to the internet via a computer? Yes, I do. Uh, Are you au fait with computers? Not bad, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's what you do. Right. You get their site up and you hack into their site and you start to alter the details of the various uh, holiday properties they have, (laughs) change some of the photos. Right. So put like a really bad picture of like a... You can put a a really bad picture of what's inside. A picture of uh, just some old barbed wire fencing and a rusting car. No one would want to go there, would they? So put that picture (laughs) in place of a Tudor cottage, whatever you want to do. Right. So... And I'd be completely within my rights to do that. Absolute mon. Totally. 100%. Right, right. I've suggested this before and it's worked very well and some companies have been closed down. Right. Not a bad idea. Let's put the pressure on the company because these companies need to be brought to their knees because they're literally ruining people's lives and your dreams. Right, right. Go to the property in the holiday season and literally wait outside and when people arrive, say, don't go on holiday in there. It's a shithole. Would they be within their rights to do that? Absolutely within your rights. Okay, thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we're talking to consumer rights expert Bill Thomas and we're going to Amanda Fleetwood in the Cotswolds. Lovely part of the world. Hello, Amanda. Hello. I've been listening to what you said. Um, I've got a pressing problem. I don't get on with my neighbour next door. and um, Yes. It, it just started off over me leaving the rubbish out a couple of days early. She said it smelt bad. Right. Um, 
and then she started when she was doing her clippings of her head, you know in a garden she started throwing them over the fence and it's basically got very petty and I, I want yeah. to put a stop to it but she's quite a nasty vindictive woman and um, she's named her dog after me so she's named her dog Amanda well she's given it the full name Amanda Fleetwood so every time the dog goes up yeah. she's shouting out Amanda Fleetwood do your business in the garden Amanda if I can just, just uh, jump in yeah. the first thing you should do is get a great big sheet of A4 paper and write down every single thing you feel she has done. Obviously, the dog is is the is the, is the tagline. Write them all down. They even make some up. But they can't. How can they prove that the do- that she has called the dog that name? Because there's no. You can't. Well, she doesn't need to prove anything. I could record it, couldn't I? I could record it. A lot of people install cameras now, and they film their neighbours committing. Here's the thing, Amanda. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Yeah. Why don't you dress up as your neighbour? All right. Get a wig if you have to. I mean, it'll mm. be a small outlay, but believe you me, you'll get yeah. it back in spades. And hide your face from the camera yeah. and commit some very strange act, like, for instance, set fire to something. Right. Or... Could I kill the dog? I'd kill the dog. Isn't, isn't two rights don't make a right? Two well, we're not, really make talk, a right. we're not dealing with the Bible here, Gary. I, I, I would imagine, I wouldn't kill a dog. You could certainly pick it up and swing it around your head and, and hurl it as far as you could. Mm. And you're well within your rights to do that. Right. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Here's something that happened to me. Okay. Um, I went to a restaurant. Sure. And yeah. the food came, and it was pink inside. It was a chicken. Certainly. So, and I was with a friend who was eating the food with me. Right. And I sent it back. Yeah. Obviously, then I was eating at a different time to the other person because yeah, they ate their food. Pain. Well, so, hang on, I haven't finished. At the end of the meal, they still charged me the full price, and I said, well, "Hang on a minute, this is wrong. My dinner's been ruined, and so is the other person's. We haven't had a nice time." and they refuse to give me their money back. Now, what do I do about that? Well, there are a number of things you can do. The same thing happened to my wife the other night, and she was quite angry. She had some pike, and her fish was not cooked properly, so she sent it back, and when it arrived, of course, it was all out of skill. Uh, you did the right thing by sending the food back, and you should certainly have not have paid for the food on the menu. They can't demand that you pay for it. You can literally just stand up and walk out. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can write to the local paper. You can demand the restaurant be shut down. You can mm. get uh, a skip. Yeah. Uh, put outside the restaurant and fill it full of manure. You can pay some kids, go to an estate, some probably some young kids in their hoodies, they're called, yeah. I believe. Hire them, bring them in, get them to throw things through the windows. Get maybe one of the younger girl hoodies to yeah. say that the man who owns the restaurant tried to rape her. And believe you me, the guy may well settle out of court. He may say to you, look, I don't need yeah. this. Of course. Right, OK, let's take some more calls now. I've got Patty on the line. Hello, Patty. What's your question for Bill? Hello. Hello, uh, Patty. I went into a little gift shop and I was just looking for a present for my mother's birthday. Sure. And um, the shop is very small and there's not much space in there. It's one of the little boutiques. Yeah. And I knocked over, like, a novelty musical miniature bookcase. Sure. And the lady who runs the shop, it's not, she's not a very um, smiley person, but... In the end, well, I get, I say, excuse me, sorry, and all this business, and then she suddenly turns around to me and goes, get your big ass out of my shop. The, the proprietor? The proprietor, and I'm not a small lady, and I was so humiliated. Well, I think you get a field day with this, Patsy. What I, I, I would do, um, have you got a big ass? It is large, but it's not offensive you to the probably, eye. If it's a very small shop, and uh, I imagine it's, it's got a... Tiny. Wooden, it's tiny, and the door, door frame's tiny? Yeah. You could wedge yourself into that door frame, and that right. would stop customers coming out and customers coming in. That's good, yeah. And you're well within your rights to do that. Well, thank you very much for your call. Thank you very much. Thanks you're really very much. helpful, Dan. Thank you. Bye. Right, well, let's go to another phone call now. Who's there? Hello? Hello, Gary. It's Bob Lorimer, yeah? Hello, Bob. Um, it's quite simple. I've got a, a neighbour. He's a noisy neighbour. 
Right. I get a lot of calls about this. One of the things you can do is you can uh, wait outside the guy's house. I presume, you know, you, you know the postman. You can intercept oh, yeah. his mail. All right. Uh, get his utility bills, water, gas, electric. <laughs> ring them up and say, my name is blah bloody blah I wish to turn off my electric, I'm moving. I like it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The other thing you can do is you can start a little fire in his dustbin. Uh, nice. Maybe... And this is perfectly legal, is it? Yeah, absolutely legal. All right. Um, I, just picking up on something you said earlier about yep. just picking a dog up, yeah, swinging it around like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm really against cruelty to animals. Yeah. But part of me would love to do that. Pick a dog up by his tail, swing it around, and really, you know, get that centrifugal force going and launch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very free. Thanks for your call. Bye bye. Okay, uh, let's uh, go to another caller now. We've got Corin. Hello, Corin. Hello, Gary. Hi, Corin. I bought a computer recently. Okay, but what, what, what happened? What went wrong? The shop I bought it from. I was advised by the salesman. I said, look. I'm not a computer expert. I need something that's going to work straight out of the box. I'm going to be able to do the internet. I'm going to be able to do my accounts, all that that type of thing, straight out of the box. And he said, yes, don't worry. This particular model, perfect for you. It'll work straight out of the box. I get the thing home. I turn it on and, uh, you know, I'm I'm all at sea. I don't understand at all what's going on. I can't Mm. get anything to work. I can't do the internet. Okay, yeah, I think I've got the drift of this. Yes, Was it plugged in? Yeah, no, it was plugged. We, you know, the thing worked, but it didn't do all the things the computer salesman said. I got in touch directly with the computer company. Right. They said to me, "Well, I'm sorry, but the salesman gave you misleading advice. You do need a, a level oh, of this, experience. This is it. You okay. need to set it up." And I've gone back to the salesman, okay. and I'm being pushed from pillar to post. Here, okay. Well, um, you've got to take this to a personal level because the big computer companies—it's virtually impossible. It's like throwing a pebble into a canyon with them. Right. Concentrate on the member of staff that served you. Yes. Wait from outside the shop, threaten him, straight out. Say, you preyed on me, right. you knew I was a computer novice, okay. and yet you sold me this computer and you gave me all the waffle. Frankly, that's not good enough. And now it's payback time. Just give him one of the nuts. I'm not sure I could take him on face to face. If it's dark and you come from behind, it makes very little difference. Would that be the best approach? I'd give him a, a weapon and I'd give him one of the kidneys. And as he goes over, look him in the eye mm. and just laugh at him. What kind of laugh? Well, <laughs> that's horrible. What other last could you do? You could shorten it. You could just go, <laughs> Okay. So you think the best thing would be in a darkened alley or something? Yeah, a sustained bout of kidney punching, body and he's punching. With, he's, he's within his rights to do this. Absolutely. What sort of weapon? Um, I, I, what I would use is if you go to one of these, uh, these karate shops, kung fu shops. I'm not big, I'm not anything. physically confident. No, but if you come at a, a, a shop assistant with a, a set of nunchucks at night... Well, if the shop assistant at a kung fu place also misleads him... Yes, and I, then I he mean, would to... it be safer, do you think, just to go to the local DIY store and get it like a large heavy hammer or something or drill. like that? Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I think we, we, have, we have to be very careful here. I don't know you. I don't know what your predilection for violence is. Why don't you just follow him, see where he lives, and just set light to his car? Right. Great consumer advice there. Thanks very much. Thank you for that. Uh, thanks for your call. That's put my mind at rest. Thank you very much. So, Bill, do you think we're becoming more uh, litigious society, you know, like the Americans? I mean, I'm not sure I want to live in a society where you can't move for the fear that someone's going to sue you. Well, Gary... Hang on. I don't think we should be rushing to the courts all the time and basically just lining the pockets of lawyers. For example, if a conker falls on my head, should my first course of action be to sue someone? I mean... Should I sue God? Absolutely. Really? No, absolutely not. That's what my book's all about. Is it? 
Legal action is long-winded, expensive and, frankly, boring. I mm. advocate direct action, physical mm. and violent abuse, pet harming, anything. Get to the root of the problem, scare. It might not always get everything sorted out, Gary, but you feel really good afterwards. Yeah, feel like a man. Exactly. You have taken control of your life mm. and the situation. Mm. Like a man. Exactly. Well, it's been a real eye-opener talking to you, Bill. I think, um, I think we really learnt a lot today. Uh, but sadly, that's all we've got time for. So from me, Gary Bellamy, good night. Good night. I like your jumper. Thanks. Where'd you get it? Primark. Mm.